Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the <laughs> main floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, Mark Brody, Saturday Suckage, time for Saturday Suckage Roll Call. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Mike Tomlin. Uh, sucking. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Brian Cashman. I also know that we suck right now. Damn, really, man, do we suck? Chris Rock. I suck so bad, he used to pick me after the white kids. Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Loya Menace. Hey, you guys not going to make anyway. You guys are suck. Hey, when, when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Toby. Oh, my God, this sucks. Mark Rohde. How would you categorize... Andy Dalton against Colt McCoy, if that was to happen at Soldier Field tomorrow. The Saturday suckage quarterback matchup of a lifetime. Bingo! Yeah. There it is, and I do fear that happening, Steve, because you know what? This reporter thought Lamar Jackson was going to start all week long when Baltimore, (laughs) when he was sick, and then he came out of the field, and he's like, nah! So I just wonder about tomorrow, maybe the 9-2 and two Arizona Cardinals. Look at that as back-to-back weeks where they could really just kind of take the, the foot off the proverbial gas pedal and probably still win. I have reasons 
as Stevie Sunshine is wont to do. You're so sunshiny, too, by the way. That's all I'll that say. That the Bears could win. I have omens all over the place. Really? Well, the weather's not good for the team from the desert. Usually it's me trying to figure out a way to the win. Uh-huh. Stevie Sunshine, go on. Well, Talk to one me. of them is the Cardinals have fumbled 15 times. That's most the, mo- the most fumble-prone offense. They've only lost three of them. Oh, okay. That's just puck luck. The, the Bears' defense has been known to create some turnovers, get some turnovers. Do, are, have they been known to do that? Yeah, not they not have. a lot. Right. Charles Tillman's really good with the peanut punch. Yeah, does he have the turnover bucket? Maybe it was that day that he was at Soldier Field on the big board uh, that he <laughs> stole the turnover bucket, which has been confiscated from my sideline. It has. Well, the this is an offense that has been known to the Cardinals' offense will give stuff away. You just have to be there to get it. And Cliff Kingsbury might have a 9-2 record and atop the NFC, but he sucks as bad as Matt Nagy coming out of a bye, mm. and he sucks in the second half of the season. So it, it is in raw numbers. I'm not going to go all analytical, but he's 0-2. Matt, Cliff Kingsbury has never won coming out of a bye. That is Nagy-esque suckage right now Nagy's done 100. it more but that's a pretty consistent same percentage yeah. same <laughs> winning percentage sucking 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 and cliff kingsbury's team in the last seven games of the season are two and five each of the last couple years they suck they cliff do. kingsbury cannot close this was the guy right he coached pat mahomes right yes okay and how'd they do? How how did the guy coaching Pat Mahomes do? How many national titles did he win? That's your IQ, pal. Yeah. Zero. Right. Yeah. Same same number yeah. of games that Cliff Kingsbury has won coming out of a bye. Yeah, and he his job wasn't even necessarily secure going into the season because of things like that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are omens that point to a Bears a, a Bears win. And, and hey, if if we want to continue on this path, and I like being on this path, it if Kyler Murray doesn't play, that that helps your case. If DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, that helps your case as well. However, Kyler Murray, however, Mr. Murray, Lou Pinello however, I don't know what I don't know what happens to me <laughs> with, with I do the Lou when I go high pitch. It, it does sound like <laughs> Lou, and when I get all serious, I sound like Grobber. So I, I really have to figure out my own identity at some point in time in my radio life. Can I suggest more Veritas credibility? There's nothing wrong with Grobber. People love it. I, now yeah. we have texters. Our tech zone is requesting a fugitive reference. However, yes, I would. There's nothing more Veritas in your portfolio than Pat Summerall. Ryan Mundy. See, there you go. There, Ryan Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. That would be a good one. Yeah. Yes, but. Colt McCoy has been really good when he has stepped in. The reason Colt McCoy has been really good when he has stepped in, look at the receivers for Arizona. Christian Kirk, 628 yards. You're going to be jealous, Bears fans. A.J. Green, 538. DeAndre Hopkins, who's been injured, 486. He would be on top if not for having missed games. Uh, Rondell Moore, 413 yards. Zach Ertz, like now you start to go a little bit lower, but 269 yards. So they have so many weapons. James Conner, they're running back 12 freaking touchdowns this year. Don't they have five guys with 30 catchers or more? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't Kirk, think the Bears have that in practice. It's unbelievable. If you were to add right, practice, right? It. It's like it. It's a huge accomplishment that that Darnell Mooney has had back to back 100 right. receiver yards. I mean, it wasn't so surprising when we were in peak form with Allen Robinson, but it feels like we're a long way away from when Allen Robinson was semi dominant within the confines of the Bears' offense. Right, right. That I would, mean, he was dominant at one point in time, and now he is obviously. Probably not going to play. My professional opinion that he, he was didn't. he was the guy. He was the 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 safety net. He was he was, he was the life identity. preserver. He was yeah. their identity. Like whenever we talked about, hey, what's the Bears' identity on offense? What's the identity? Well, it's Allen Robinson. That's that's what it was up until this year. When now it's a really confusing identity. Like I don't even know. Like it started to become the running game this year, right? For the Bears, the, their identity. But until, now until you could see Matt Nagy's heavy hand in yeah. game planning, and then the run they ran away from the running game. Right, so now their identity is developing Justin Fields. <laughs> That's it. You know, can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah, please. We, okay. The the Bears might not face the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. If Kyler Murray can't play, he is rated number one. <clears throat> you know who's rated number 33 in the NFL uh, of 32 teams? 33? Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, yep. His quarterback rating, according to Pro Football Reference, is 69.0. It's been a rough ride for the rookie. So here's the difference in professional organizations and the Bears is Mac Jones, the quarterback Bill Belichick just waited for, going to fall to me. He's not going to cost me any draft capital. He's rated 14th in the NFL. That rookie is rated 14th with a 97.1. Go ahead and let's look at the years that Jay Cutler was above that, okay? By the way, <laughs> not, not just a rookie. Just go ahead and look at that. So that's what a professional organization does. And that's and without costing draft capital. And yet there's another new I, I we've spent the last couple of weeks trying to connect the dots of who's leaking what to which national writers, whose backsides are being covered, right? And yep. it involves Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, as well as whatever random McCaskey there is. So we need to talk about this now. The idea that the Bears could trade for another coach. <laughs> okay. In the last 24 hours, Albert Breer of SI.com raised the issue, talking with an NFL executive, and the phrase used was, look at coaches who have reached logical conclusions in their space, in their spot, with their teams in that position. We've all agreed Matt Nagy has reached that. Yeah, absolutely. Others... In that space, others you might consider include Sean Payton of the Naperville Paytons, of the Ryan Pace Eastern Illinois Paytons. Of the Spare Bears? Of the Spare Bears Paytons. I love the Spare Bears. Those were the real bears. That's what Dick said. (laughs) Those were the real bears. And of the Saints, the Ryan Pace Saints. Mm -hmm. That Sean Payton. Okay, so you're connecting dots. I am. That's what Albert Breer started bringing up names yeah. in SI, on SI.com about trading for oh, a coach. Sean. Now, it's not easy for a lot of reasons. First of all, the coach doesn't have to go. First of all, the coach has to want to leave his team. And contracts don't travel. There's a whole new contract that you have to deal with. But it has happened. We've seen it. And John Gruden got traded and won a Super Bowl. 
And other coaches have been traded, including Bill Parcells, and there's there's a, yeah. a list of them. And Jim Harbaugh was almost traded from San Francisco to Cleveland. There's There seems to be more of a movement to do that, and we've just seen it in college, right? We, we saw it. We, we saw Brian Kelly, the sanctimonious fraud of all sanctimonious frauds. He's a sanctimonious fraud. I think that's the way you say yeah. it, actually. He's, a, he's in a recruits. <laughs> Don't you call me sanctimonious fraud. He's in a recruits living room. No, I'm sorry, in the kitchen. He's having barbecue, right? And he takes a call. He's gone 15 minutes. He comes back and says nothing about the fact that he just took the LSU job. It's all nailed down. Hey, kid, come to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, like I'm going to be there. Anyways. We'll talk to Tom Thayer about that, Notre Dame and the Bears. Oh, yeah. At noon. Tom went there. But when you see colleges, look at SC just stole um, Riley Lincoln or Lincoln, Nebraska, or whoever, <laughs> whatever his name is. <laughs> right. And that's my school, but I just think they're sanctimonious frauds, sure, too. Sure. I'm willing Not to. nearly as sanctimonious as Notre Dame. But when you see this happening, the NFL fears this. The NFL fears poaching coaches. But it can be done. Yeah. And remember on Black Friday – we were discussing. It was kind of we turned. I turned the tables on you. It was what Steve heard? Yeah, it was great. The one thing that I remember we discussed at length was the idea of Matt Nagy saying, "Well, he took his victory lap and how much support he got inside the building, inside his family, all of his friends, his players played for him." Near the end of that post game, he was talking about the way everyone in the building rallied around rallied around Ryan and I. We could feel the support. So what he did was he was while we saw that whole week play out wondering what happened, where was the collaborative effort, and was Ryan Pace really saying to George McCaskey, I confess, he's to blame? And was Nagy saying, You're not going anywhere, pal. We're gonna we're gonna be bungee corded together on this collaboration at the in January, mm-hmm. collaboration when one of us goes out the door. So now you have to wonder, we can speculate with Albert Breer's report. Was Ryan Pace trying to poach a coach that he worked for, essentially worked for in New Orleans? Was Nagy, was his agent aware of it? Did Nagy find out? And are we watching politics play out in the most benign circumstances? And we're watching Mr. Mick Magoo, whoever, whoever, George McCaskey, whatever random McCaskey is up there, just not knowing what's going on, but that's really the game. The game is afoot. I mean, okay, so if let's just let's skip ahead here. Let's say Matt Nagy gets fired, okay, end of the season or Who fires him or whenever. Um, that's a great question. I, I think it's George McCaskey. I, I think at this point. Ah, so what happens to Hyden Ryan Pace? Well, Does he come out of hiding? The, well, that, then, then let's just say maybe there's the the restructuring that we keep hearing about that I've heard Hub talk about that I've heard Brad Biggs talk about where he gets an extra football guy and there's a there's a change in the rankings above <laughs> or, or around Ted Phillips. I I, I want to get to the poaching part though. Deshaun Payton, I'm not going to let that die here. So if it Ryan Pace is still there, he has the relationship with with Sean Payton, what would the Bears have to give up to get Sean Payton? It's a really good question. I mean, that's what you're angling towards here, right? right. You're, yes. you'd, you'd have to give up. T- and draft capital has been s- squandered by Ryan Pace, legendarily so, that is worthy of his firing. 
He's tried it now with his second quarterback, and no guarantee this quarterback <laughs> is going to be worth it. Right. The Khalil Mack stuff was all worth it. I, I won't dog I, it for that. I agree. Yeah. That yeah. 2018 showed you it was worth it, and Ryan Pace failed so many other places that it couldn't be worth it, that it hasn't been worth it. And now that draft capital is killing them. The lack of draft capital, I should say. So I don't know what they have and what bodies do they have. Do they? Does New Orleans say, you know what, we'll take that Roquan Smith guy? Yeah, I mean, if if you're New Orleans, you ask for unless they have an issue with Sean Payton and they're ready to move on from Sean Payton, which and, would shock me. And expectations being what they are, Taysom Hill being, a, you know, as we talk, a, a Hall of Fame suck player, a Hall of Fame suck player, Taysom Hill. That was Sean Payton's choice. Yeah, he loves Taysom. Oops, and now he's gonna. Now you want him to coach? Yeah, but I've never heard uh, of of any. Um, disharmony, misharmony, disharmony between the the Saints and Sean Payton. Have you? No. Nope. Okay. Mean it I mean, that, doesn't I'm exist. just I'm just going through this here because if there had been some of that, then this whole thing would be a lot easier, and they wouldn't necessarily ask for Roquan Smith. So they're going to ask for draft picks. No, 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 they will because they know Ryan Pace is a sucker. <laughs> he will be happily overpay. He will happily bid against himself. He will happily give away whatever it has to give away to get that one pretty shiny thing, regardless of what that leaves him in other places. Do the Bulls still have a second-round pick that they could give? (laughs) They don't. Oh, they don't. They don't. They tamper. Okay. All right. I'm checking that off the list. Cannot have the Bulls' second-round pick. Tampering. So, whatever... your your, Your point about Ryan Pace was trading... Was failing up. Right? right, right, exactly. Or failing sideways, yeah. but failing to, and, and he still gets to remain employed. Yeah, if these reports are true, and, and they're they're interesting and intriguing, it it's just it becomes a real question of all right. So then, if pace goes up up higher, and they bring in a GM, who then is actually making the decisions? Like I, I don't even honestly, I don't understand how it works with the White Sox. Do you like with yeah, Kenny Williams, Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf? Uh huh. Tells him. Tells Tony what he wants, and Tony tells Rakan and <laughs> yeah, that's Kenny right. Williams. It's really all about Tony. No, but I've never understood like Kenny Williams's role with the White Sox. You know, like does he just is it Rick Hahn does everything, but Kenny Williams is kind of like a special projects guy. Like I'm gonna go hang out in uh, you know wherever in the Dominican Republic and just do some scouting, and maybe I'll see something. Like I, honestly, I don't. I, I had a hard time figuring out how it worked with the Cubs at times. Like with Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer seemingly on the same plane. I mean, I think ultimately I figured it out. But it it when you have power at the top, it, it always becomes you never really know because I don't think anybody wants to say who's actually got more power, whether it's an ego thing or if it's actually a a little conflict that occurs between those two men. It always seems worse with the Bears, yeah, because the. For all of the goobering and slobbering George McCaskey does about loving the history of the NFL and the heritage, them the Bears being the heritage franchise, his yeah. grandfather doing what he did, they have less institutional knowledge of the league than you and I do. And that's a major problem. So when you ask who's in charge, and George will tell you it's a top-down organization that Ted reports to George and Ryan Pace reports to to Ted. I guess he comes out of hiding to do that. And Matt Nagy reports to Ryan Pace, even though they're supposed to be collaborating. Ultimately, I think Virginia is the only cogent voice there. 
She gets pissed and then they yeah, get no. A if she new says coach. something, it goes. Yeah, if she's like, like, what was the 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 press conference where George McCaskey was talking about how pissed she was? She's pissed. What is after Virginia? they fired Tressman and Emery? Ah, that's it. That was it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you don't usually hear what she is thinking or saying, but yeah, she still has that. She's power. pissed off. That's it. That was it. And she, and we have to ask that now. Is she right? Is, is she pissed off? pissed off? I'm sure she is. I'm or sure is she still she is. reveling in beating the only winless team? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think like there's uh, there was ways to spin a six game losing streak last year because they made the playoffs. They ain't making the playoffs. They're not going to overcome a five game losing streak. Well, this year because, I, I don't say that because they just don't. They're losing players, and they're even before they were losing players to injury, they weren't good. So it's different this year. I'm telling you, the Cardinals are just going to fumble the ball away. I, I love I, this. It's going to be I, pouring and it's going to be cold tomorrow. And no, that sucks. Cliff Kingsbury's teams suck in the second half of the year. And pouring we're in tomorrow, the second huh? half of the season. So I got to wear. A, I got to wear a slicker tomorrow. <clears throat> cold. <clears throat> we'll talk about that. You sli- you have a yellow slicker? Did did um, Jean? Jean Grody get you a? yellow No, she slicker? bought me a winter coat, but no, I got no rain gear. Well, isn't it? Waterproof your winter coat? Yeah, I guess it is. I yeah, but just, I, I don't know. I just feel like you got to have a slicker, like a poncho, when you're and in the rain. You know, galoshes, too. Yeah, I, I, yes, yes. Shoe wear or footwear is important in the rain because I don't want to ruin my no my shoes. You, you want to be well shod. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. This is a development that I did not know about. Now I know what I'm doing after the show today. I'm during the show because I think Gene Grody <laughs> will be calling. Yeah. Ma, All ma. Right, we're, we're gonna take a break. Like I said, Tom Thayer will be here. At noon, we will discuss the Bears, my friend, and the sanctimonious frauds at Notre Dame, his alma mater. And I really hate that they they that they hired, they promoted, that their new coach is somebody I really like. I like the whole thing because I think Jack Swarbrick is just slime, and I think everybody at Notre Dame is slime. They're sanctimonious frauds, but I really like the coach. So we'll see what Tom Thayer has to say. At 1240, Cody Decker of down the line, you hear him often on the score. We will talk baseball. There is baseball to be discussed. There is, and yeah, yeah. Okay. There is, there is the the. Speaking of sanctimonious frauds, they're the owners. Unlock me. Discuss. Yeah, there you go. And at one twenty, the Swirsk. We're talking about the Bulls. The Bulls go into Brooklyn and they will play the Nets. Oh, and this is this beautiful. Is just, yeah, it's gorgeous. This is a a swaggering road trip for them. The I'm, Bulls are second in the Eastern Conference right now, behind Brooklyn and. Yeah, and Sweet. they're they're going after him. All right, we're going to take a break. I think that given what we've discussed already, it would be a perfect time for what Mark heard. Oh, I love it. I got a bunch of great bear sound today. That's what we're going to do. Let's do it. What Mark heard, what you will hear after this on Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Exactly. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And now we present to you What Mark Heard with What Were the Odds? Mark Grody. And here I am to present it once again. Yeah, so we're talking about this Bears-Arizona matchup, and one of the biggest matchups, assuming that uh, DeAndre Hopkins does play, would be probably Jalen Johnson being his worst nightmare, as in trying to just follow him all over the field. Mm -hmm. So there is that to consider. It could be a big day for Jalen Johnson, but there were questions to Jalen Johnson about Kyler Murray, whose eyes and feet you have to watch as well if you are a cornerback. So here is Jalen Johnson on Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler is Kyler. I've been watching him since high school. His ability to run and extend plays, and I mean, he has a very strong arm. So, I mean, with that combination of speed and arm talent, it, it, it's very hard to guard. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody just has to do their job. Um, we got to contain him up front, and then in the back end, we got to cover. Is that disappointing when Lamar Jackson didn't play? Do you, do you want to go up against the best? Same thing with Kyler Murray. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't, I don't want any of the top guys to miss a game, but I mean, at the end of the day, I couldn't be too concerned and, about that because I know Tyler, he was coming in. He was ready to play just like um, Lamar was. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll play against whoever lines up. But, yeah, I was definitely excited for that. It it was so disappointing when Lamar Jackson didn't play for Baltimore. I don't I don't want to see the same thing happen against Kyler Murray. If the Bears were like in a better position right now, like if they were if they were the nine and two team of the seven four team, then I'd be more prone to thinking, yeah, get their top quarterback out of there. The Bears have a chance, but I want to see Kyler Murray, and it's going to be a very important day for that guy. You want to see Kyler Murray because you already saw the Bears lose to a team that didn't have Lamar Johnson starting at quarterback. <laughs> Jackson, yeah. Yes, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Jalen Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, 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 I'm all for DeAndre Hopkins playing, but if he were just to cover Christian Kirk, yeah. s- slow down that, uh-huh. play whoever their best receiver is, that's who Jalen Johnson gets and follow him all over the field. Because ultimately, if he's around and if the Bears ever become good again, if they ever become contenders, that would be this a central part of your defense, right? Oh, yeah. Pass rusher, cornerback. Yeah. So you need 
whoever the next Khalil Mack's going to be, because he's never going to be that guy again. But Jalen Johnson, he's going to be... He's core guy. Yeah. He's going to be that guy, yeah. and he's going to be on whoever their number one guy is, and you want him... Don't you want him following him all over the field? You don't want to give the other team... You don't yeah, want to give the yeah. opponent the option of Kendall Vildor, well, Artie uh, Burns. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. It's a real problem. Like, the Bears cornerback opposite of Jalen Johnson has been a, an issue since the first day of OTAs before the season even started because the, their their number one guy was always going to be Kendall Vildor. And now I'm, I'm the, the guy who he competed with in camp, his name was escaping me. He didn't even make it to the, to the first game before he was released. But anyway, um, Vildor was going to be the guy. Towards the end of camp, I, I started to see Artie Burns take more of the first team reps, and I don't know what – and started to make me think that they had – soured a little bit on Vildor, but Vildor had that massive breakdown a couple of weeks ago, and they finally said, this is no longer tenable. We must bring in Artie Burns. And here's Artie, who looks just okay. So, if, if he wasn't named Burns, you would have to rename him that, right? Like Parcells <laughs> named Elvis Patterson Toast. Yeah, that's right. I said, why? Well, he gets toasted on. And that's what you're yeah, dealing with. Uh, yes, and, yes. and that is, again, you are dealing with a – that's a smart draft pick by Ryan Pace. Frame that, shadow box it, put it on the wall. Jalen Johnson, the guy can play. Yeah. Now, oh, wait a minute. Carl Fuller's gone. Desmond I mean, Trufant. That's guys, it. Thank you. I don't know why but, I couldn't think of the well, truth. He, There's a he, Desmond Adam. Wasn't he, like, I mean, he was hurt? He was like hurt all well, summer, he, so he, he never. They never got a chance to see what he was. No, no, not not really. He 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 was pretty healthy, but then he had some personal issues. He had a oh, death okay. in his family. That's, I knew there was something. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for him, but I don't know that that had anything to do with him being released. But that did occur. But during training camp. He and Kendall Vildor were essentially swapping first team reps, but then you could see, like having watched every inch of training camp, that the edge was going to Kendall Vildor, which makes sense because he is a draft pick. He's a lower round draft pick, so it, that that makes it even bonus time for the Bears if it is to work out. If you have a cheap option who is decent at cornerback, then then it's really good. But obviously, that it it hasn't worked out so far this year for Kindleville. I mean, all they needed to do was find not a black hole on the other side and they couldn't do it because none of the other guys they have are any good. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that is a circle that position for, for the off season. And obviously it's, it's hard to pay or to have two expensive guys at one position like that. You pay one guy and I would assume the bears are angling towards eventually paying Jalen Johnson. We've got two more years after this year, obviously, to think about it. So maybe a one- or two-year contract for the next guy opposite of him. But I don't know. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? I don't oh, think yeah. we are. No, I don't think you don't we know are. Who the, you don't know who the GM's going to be. Yeah, no, I don't think we are because there's so much big-picture stuff. So I think we handled that perfectly. Shall uh, we um, Shall we move on? Moving right along. Moving right along, absolutely. I would like to go next to Matt Nagy. And uh, as you know, Steve, as you probably heard, and maybe some of our listeners have not, Tevin Jenkins will be activated. Hell, it could have happened on our watch here today. I'm keeping an eye on my phone. Tevin Jenkins will officially be activated. Now the question becomes, which side of the tackle world will he play on? The left side or the right side? Here's Matt Nagy, who kind of gives us an answer to the question. 
Yeah, uh, as far as the side for Tevin, he's obviously a guy that has played both, and you know, but playing on that on that right side, and then we got Larry Borum right now that's that's doing a, a great job on the right. You got Jason Peters, and who's done a phenomenal job coming in here. So that's something internally that we probably just got to decide. And I know Juan has an idea of of where he would be at sidewise. I mean, I think it's probably a benefit that he can do both. I don't know if I have an exact answer right now as we get into this thing, you know, you're thinking more probably left, King. but again, he could play both. Would it be a concern once you get Justin out there, knowing that you want his blind side protected and you got Jason out there? Right, right. We, we would have to get into all that. We all, we want to make sure that for both quarterbacks, you know, that both guys are, are protected on both sides. And I, re, I think right now our tackles have done a pretty good job at, at doing that. Uh, we had a couple games there where we had a few sacks, but uh, I feel pretty good right now in our offensive line protection-wise. I mean, I even think back to Detroit, like I told you all the other day. I mean, they, they protected really, really well on the edges there, and uh, we just want to keep that going. But there's definitely some some questions to be answered with Tevin there. Oh, you could cut it right there. Sorry, buddy. I left that on there unnecessarily. Um, what the hell, man? Yeah, I know. I know. That, you it's know, Saturday it's, seconds. Welcome. It's, it's sometimes you're editing and you're in a hurry and you forget to cut out the rest of the stuff. Like, yeah. you know. Um, look. They invested heavily in in Tevin Jenkins in, in a, a second round pick. They want him to be the left tackle. You know um, that that has to be where he plays. I think Larry Borms pro- and I look forward to hearing what Tom Theris say about this. But even Matt Nagy said it, and it, I think it took everything in his system to say, "Yeah, I think we'd be better off having him at left tackle." That's the idea. That's the blueprint. I can see that. I also think it's idiocy. You put the player where he can best play. And and the as simple as it is to put your team and every player in a position to succeed, why is it a why is it a smart move to put him well, at left tackle? Well, here's why: because beyond everything else, and I realize the whole injury thing has been a joke. He still is like in terms of his play and his abilities. He is still maybe. Out of everybody on that offensive line, maybe the most skilled and talented offensive lineman. We got to see it. Uh, t- you know, talk about getting ahead of myself here. But I think he has the ability and the skill to be a left tackle. I'm not just saying it just because of the investment. I think that goes hand in hand. They invested in him big time because they think he could play left tackle. I understand what they think. He's never taken an NFL snap. Oh, I agree with that. We have to see. And you're talking about a Cardinals pass rush that would be considered a step up. Can we say it's better than? Oh, I don't think we're going to see him start at left tackle. He's not going to start at left tackle tomorrow. He's not going to be blocking Marcus Golden tomorrow. The fear, of course, is no one will be. (laughs) But that is that the 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 way you interpreted what Nagy said, Uh and the way that if that thinking resounds. You can understand why this organization, this coaching staff, this general manager, why there's such failure. You just put the guy where he can play best, and that's what you should do because that makes your team better. If you talk about drafting the best player available, then why wouldn't you put that player in the position at which he is the best? The the Bears eventually get those things right. On the I should say offensive line-wise because remember what it was – at the beginning of last year, it was a disaster. It was a bad offensive line. Then they reconfigured things. They said, you know what? Go ahead. No, I, yeah. I when you say reconfigured, you're yeah. being charitable as if they designed this. I think they lucked into it and they injured injuries. themselves. <laughs> well, they had yeah. zero choice. 
They didn't do this by design. If they knew what they were doing, that offensive line you saw at the end of the season that you're talking about would have been at the beginning of the season. But they did have Sam Mustafer on the roster. They did decide that Cody White here belongs at the guard spot. And what did they do? What else? Oh, yeah, they kicked uh, Jermaine Effetti to the out. Remember Jermaine Effetti? Jermaine Effetti, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey Jermaine. Hey, what's up, Jermaine? How you doing, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they they put him on the outside. So things things worked out. They didn't have a lot of sacks towards the end of last year. Didn't give up a lot. Didn't give up a lot of hurries. So they. I guess your point is solid. They, they did luck into it to some degree. But... They got it right, and as you heard Matt Nagy saying, he puts a lot of stock into what Juan Castillo is thinking or wanting. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I guess you're, I wouldn't expect a head coach to say anything different about one of his assistants. They're all rallying around everybody. They're all hold kumbaya, hold hands. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, right. we will continue what Mark heard. This is Saturday Suckage, so of course we're talking about the Bears – what could suck more? Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And here come the pretzels. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. It is time. We are in the middle of our near award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. Coincidentally enough, hosted by Mark. Mark, what did you heard? I don't like booing. I think I've made that pretty clear. It just makes me feel uncomfortable, especially You're the, when covering it's, the wrong team. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I've like, I, I, I think some it's justified. Like if you see a lack of effort out there, or it's just something devastatingly bad, like you're down forty to nothing in the first quarter, go uh-huh. ahead and boo. But I, I, I don't like the the fire naggy chants that have been going on. Like all right, it just and I know everybody else does. <laughs> Ah, shut up. You see this, pal? That's your IQ, pal. <laughs> so, Eddie Eddie Jackson addressed uh, this issue with us this week because, yes, I will be hearing that tomorrow at Soldier Field. Here is number four, Eddie Jackson. It doesn't feel like from a player perspective when those, you know, the, the fire naggy chants are going on or the booing, as you said. What does that do to you guys? I mean, we hate it, honestly. Um, and, like, the fans got to understand that doesn't help anything. You know, y'all want us to play better, do better. That's that's not helping. You know what I mean? When y'all sitting up there and chanting that. But, you know, I get it. You know, the frustration, you know, Lone Life Bears fans been going through this for a long, long time. So I understand it. But it's not helping the situation. You know, I feel like it's just making it worse. But for us, this time, we like I said, we just continue to rally around each other and, you know, look at look look upon ourselves to get this thing turned around and block out all outside noise. You know how I feel, Steve. How do you feel? I mean, like I thought, what he said, and he he said more than that too, was was pretty reasonable. Like there, it wasn't like like a headline maker or anything this week. He he respected the fans, but said, you know, I, I hate being booed. And then he went on to say, "Hey, what if we came into your workplace and booed you?" We essentially do have that, though, Steve. We get booed on the text line a lot. We do, especially when we first started the show. We do, we do. <laughs> we get booed on the text line and call up and and uh, boo us there. The, here's where Eddie Jackson's wrong, where he just doesn't get it. And I would not expect a guy who went to, you know, Alabama to get it because they largely win and they're not used to getting booed. It wouldn't happen. <clears throat> he says it doesn't help things. You know what? The, Bear, the Bears fans booing is not supposed to help things. It's supposed to get Neggy fired. That will help things. That's what Eddie Jackson doesn't get. 
But he By likes, the way, there's he traffic, likes Matt Nagy, There's traffic, traffic on the outbound Kennedy. They are stopped around division, and fans are rolling down their windows, and they're chanting, fire Nagy. So just so you know. So That's anyways, a joke, the, right? The, yes, That's a joke. Is, okay. Yes. Maybe, so maybe sure. not. I, I just want to make know. sure. Like, yeah. Everything seems plausible right now. Now, the, don't trust us on traffic updates. The, Unless you want a traffic <laughs> update on Stetson over here, I can give a traffic update on Stetson. Right down the hallway. <laughs> traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather together. I believe Eddie Jackson and the players don't get it, don't understand it, nor would I expect them to. They're not fans aren't trying to help things. Other than to get Neggy fired and hope it go it it travels up and when with the pervasiveness of fire Neggy and those chants, that will help things change because this sucks right now. And I don't expect Eddie Jackson to get it. Just go out and play, you know, tackle somebody. The last two cuts that I have here are meant to make people laugh. We need a little bit of levity. Not we, Dan Levy, we levity. Do. We need some mirth and jocularity. We do need. I love jocularity. That is that's such a great word, by the way. Let's start with Christian Jones. Do you know why I'm going to play Christian Jones, Steve? I, I, it, somewhere along the way, yes, I do know. I do believe. I, but I will defer answering that until, ah! you bring, until you bring it to us. A double deferment occurred <laughs> during the Detroit game, as most people know. When the coin uh, was flipped and Arizona decided to defer, and then Christian Jones decided no, to Detroit. De- what did I? Oh, You're playing I Arizona. Arizona tomorrow. He oh, may defer right? again tomorrow. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So anyway, both players can't defer, and Christian Jones did it wrong. So Christian Jones, a very gregarious man, stood up there at the podium and took our hard questions about that. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I was I was kind of chatting with one of my uh, former teammates uh, when they were before the the coin toss. So I heard him, but I didn't really hear him. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened there. <laughs> when did you check your phone after the game? Was it? Did you text yeah, people? Yeah, I, I knew I knew after that I was gonna get some type of backlash from them, but you know it's all good. <laughs> he broadcast essentially. Troy Aikman said, "Oh, we got a good one." For you. <laughs> this coin toss. Did you go back and watch it then? And the... I, I saw I saw some clips. You know, <laughs> I saw it. Just try to entertain some people on Thanksgiving. You know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to check the rest, man. You know, been a little iffy this year, so make sure they're on the toes a little bit. He's pretty great, isn't he? He is. I I, I love that. that. That's just terrific. Trying to play it off, and clearly he's wink, smirk, and and he knows he's busted, and, and he's yucking it up with. Oh, we defer. No, they defer. You can't do that. I think it would be hilarious if both teams could just defer back and forth. Right. We defer. No, we defer Rock, more. paper, scissors. No. Yeah. You get, def- until you get to like five or six deferments, now it's, re- yeah, now it's rock, paper, scissors. I would love that. Right. Rock, we've had rock, paper, scissors in the news, and, yeah. and it's invaded sports, and I would think that would be a great way to do it. You know what? Rock, paper, scissors is better than three-on-three NHL overtime. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. I do like some three-on-three. Your 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 team grabber, I get it. What about the it's not hockey? It's not what, hockey. It's not. What do you, I, I what, like do you it. what do you guys think about the new college overtime? We're in the third overtime. It's oh, only two it points. Sucks the whole the college overtime. What was the was it a Illinois game that yeah, had eleven Illinois. overtime? That sucked. It well, was so stupid. And, well, the Alabama game last week too ended on the two point stuff because it I used to it. be it used to be in the third overtime you had to go for two, but it wasn't strictly just two point conversions. 
right? And then I think after like eight Wait, overtimes, what? yeah, I've had enough of this already. You didn't know that it used to college you overtime. Always had to go for two. Well, no, at, no, at it, the third overtime. Third overtime all on, yes. Yeah. But now it's in the third overtime. It's just a two-point conversion contest. So you get one play from the two-yard line, and if the first team gets it, the second team doesn't, game's over. You're asking people who don't watch college football. I don't care. Whatever they want to do. (laughs) Go play rock, paper, scissors. I would love to see Nick Saban lose a national championship on rock, paper, scissors. And I can't wait till Brian Kelly does. I hope he loses a playoff spot on rock, paper, scissors. That's what I want. One more thing on Christian Jones. You could hear the smile in his his language and his talking. His nickname is Cheese because I'm not – no joke. His resting face is a smile. Like he smiles – through even when it isn't, him. yeah, even when there isn't jocularity, he is smiling. So he is, he's, I, I wish he was better because he is an interesting dude. I wonder if, and a good, good storyline, I would pursue this if I had noticed that, that his resting face is smiley. Yeah. That I would sit down with him and ask him how many coaches gave him crap about that. <laughs> there are football coaches because they don't oh, want yeah. their football players playing football out there on the football here. field. Yeah. There's no smiley here. That's right. We're not here to have fun. You We're wipe here. that smile off your face, soldier. How many, how many coaches would would come down on him for that? Probably. Or maybe he didn't give him a fair shake. I bet he's got stories. Yeah. Well, hey, that's a good poker face, though, if you're always smiling. Whatever. Right? As long as it's the same. That, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. poker face. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right. Last cut, which will also m- make us smile and and laugh and things like that. Is it is, ladies and gentlemen? It is Robert Quinn, who has just been excellent this year. He was the defensive player of the month in the NFC, and so we had a long talk with him yesterday. And here was the final question to Robert Quinn. I mean, outside of looking at you, are a very like low maintenance guy. Like the way you talk, the way you present, the hat, the hair, the shoes, all of it. Right? Is is there anything about being a star athlete that you would kind of rather do without? I do without. Any, any aspects of just being a star athlete and the fame and the attention and all the notoriety, that doesn't really seem to kind of jive with the person that you present to be. So what would I change? Yeah. Walking in here. <laughs> hey, come on. Oh, my I'm quiet, so I don't like to talk. Where's the problem? Okay. I'm a quiet guy. I just don't like to talk, so. I like to just, you know, I like to listen more than talk. So, can I ask y'all questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next week, this time. <laughs> I have a good one. Jeez. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Walking in here. Hey, if yeah. you give any athlete an opportunity to answer something that they would eliminate from their athletic lives, it's us. It's and, always us. Right. And and it was pretty much eliminated last year. They got used to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah, they did. We still haven't been in their locker room. It's By the way, I want to come to somebody's defense because I don't know who said Neggy. Um, I did. Oh, that, I wanted the three one two texter. No, 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 you're fine. And, and this texture says, "Stop saying Neggy. How how do you pronounce Sweeney's first name? Debo. Uh, texture, you're wrong because Matt Nagy himself has pronounced his name both Nagy and Neggy before. So strictly I, I, speaking, his last name is pronounced Neggy. He accepts both. But he does. What's even better about that text? Yeah, it's not Sweeney. The guy who is trying to correct me about saying Neggy, it's not Sweeney. It's, what's the Clemson coach's name? Uh, Dabo Swinney? He, not Sweeney. What, right? what is it? Sweeney? Isn't that I his thought name? it was Sweeney. Wait a minute. 
I, Boy, we suck at college football, don't we? I don't, See, it's told you. It's I don't sweet. know what you're trying to like. Do, Dabo? I yeah. think you're wrong about calling the texture wrong because I think it is Dabo Sweeney. But I know it's Neggy. It's not Swinney. Swinney. Where did you call it's, it? It's that? spelled Swinney. W-S-W-I-N-N-E-Y. Sweeney, right? Yeah, I say Sweeney. Okay, well, yeah. you might be wrong because you say Neggy. Well, you, you need to get to the bottom a little of this. bit. Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. All right, we got a break. College football is exhausting. Tom Thayer, we can pronounce that yeah. name. Tom Thayer of the Bears, of the Bears broadcast team yeah. of the 85 Bears. We'll see. You know what? Yesterday was the anniversary of the release of Super Bowl Shuffle. <laughs> don't. Oh, don't, sorry. Yeah, don't break. No, nothing. Don't do Don't it. even, not even the mouth box organ or whatever that thing yeah. is called. Mouth Monica. All right. We're going <laughs> to. What? Saturday second. <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio's examining the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 